here's the big question. What if you had to start over from scratch and build a business with limited time and resources? Maybe the economy just pulled the rug out from under you, or you're in a business that's underperforming or a career that's going nowhere. How would you flip the switch to go from where you're at to where you want to go? A profitable business that supports your family and allows you to live the life you were meant to live. My name is Jason Liu, and each week I'm going to bring you guests that are further down the road while documenting my own journey. Welcome to the business of feeling good. What is going on? Jason Liu, back with another episode of The Business of Feeling Good. And today's episode is kind of catching you guys up to speed with a insane, uh, kind of scared, uh, the chicken poop out of me this week a, a little bit. Um, a lot happened. So I want to catch you guys up to speed. Just me going through the experiences of trying to level up and get better myself and kind of the anxiety that comes along with it. So I'm going to get into obviously uh, today's title, which is forget goals and why that is something that might want to, you might want to shift your focus on here a little bit and just a small little tweak. Doesn't mean completely get rid of goals, but changing how you approach your goals here. Um, I'm going to share with you guys my oh oh crap moment um, that kind of scared me a little bit um, in a good way and why I think that um, kind of being scared every now and then when it comes to trying new things is really beneficial to you. And then obviously, um, just a random conversation I'd have with someone about why affirmations don't work. So let's dive. Let's go. Um, so today, um, I just want to share with you guys that uh, I invested into a coaching course and program and it scared me. Like I haven't invested this much into a program in quite some time. And what I'll say about investing into courses, investing into coaches, investing into your business is that you're never really ready. Like you are never ready to invest into your business. Like it is never comfortable. So if you're waiting for that time, or at least my mindset was, well, when everything's in alignment, when I know exactly what I'm doing, when I'm completely profitable, when I've got all the room to go do this, then I'll dive into it. And that never happens. You never get to the place where you're comfortable to invest into your business. And sometimes it's about taking the leap of faith before right? You are certain and sure of where exactly you're going. And sometimes that's what that nudge is. That's what that, that kind of, um, that, that intention is that you are going all in on your hopes and your dreams and your goals and your business with this investment. And so I'm not saying make rash, illogical decisions. I'm not saying make snap decisions where you don't think or you don't strategize about things, but it is important that if you are going to invest into your business, you are going to invest into coaches that, um, that you're never really ready. Um, the quote kind of came to me today. I was on one of my first coaching calls as a part of this program. And, and the, the first topic of the day was around coaching. And I love this. I love this. And I took this away and I wrote this up on my wall, but it says the cost of doing business is the investment you make into your coach. And I can't tell you how often that's true. Some of the most pivotal, most challenging moments in my career. Um, I've had coaches and that's, I'll say this, the only way I was out, able to maneuver my way through so many hiccups, so many rough waves that seemed to like they kept crashing me against the rocks was to have someone else that had been able to see 
um, my challenges from another perspective that have been higher up on the mountain that could kind of pull back and say, okay, have you considered this? Or this is where your, your hangups are, or this is where you've got to maneuver your ship to get around the wave. And if it wasn't for those experiences, if it wasn't for those conversations, I could see my life in a very drastic and different place. So that was this week. And uh, now I'm learning new information. I've got my own coaches and it's amazing. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really genuinely excited. Um, number two today was affirmations. <laughs> this was a funny one just because it had come up. And uh, ever since I started this podcast, I've been having more and more conversations with people that uh, for the first time, uh, are f- getting more familiar with my work in terms of what I do around business, um, the coaching that I do, the one-on-one clients that I have. And uh, we had a friend of a friend that came up and said, you know, I've always heard, uh, you know, through personal coaches and rah-rah coaches that affirmations, you know, they say to write these things down. I don't really believe that they work. And I said, oh, that's that's an interesting way of looking at it. And don't get me wrong. I, I can see how you might feel that way about affirmations. And I'm not necessarily one way or the other, just to be honest with you guys. Um, I think that affirmations have worked in some areas of my life. Um, and in other areas, uh, you know, you can always say, I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to eat healthy. And then there's like the most amazing chocolate chip cookie. And you're like, eh, maybe. Um, <laughs> but here's why affirmations, I believe, work. And when they work on both sides of the coin, this is why they work. So affirmation is essentially writing something that's affirming an action. Most often, everyone has an affirmation. It just happens in a negative way. So we use what I'd like to call inflammatory language, language that kind of riles it up, fires us up. You get feelings, emotions, and you solidify it by continuing to tell yourself the story, except it happens for you and I unconsciously around mostly negative thoughts or fears of things that might happen in the future. I'll give you an example, right? Um, If you think back really quick, there are things that I'm guessing you are fearful of. So it could be, I can't do this because, or uh, that'll never work because, or, you know, why does this always happen to me? Because, right? And if you take a moment and get really still and digest that statement, whatever comes after the because, the inflammatory statement of I can't do something because, not because, that's, part that comes after more often than not is a story that we've repeated to ourselves over and over and over again. And much like a water carving out a channel through the Grand Canyon, over time, it just keeps getting deeper and deeper. And that groove, we get more used to it. And it's easy to go down the river. It's easy to grab the canoe and just kind of flow down this river of why we can't do something. And if we take a step back, and analyze that story and say, how did that story get there? More often than not, it was either someone repeated that story to you, and then you adopted it and kept repeating that story. And that story got affirmed in your psyche, in your belief systems, in your values. And if you take a moment right now, you recognize that that was just someone's words that we attached a feeling to. Now, I don't mean to diminish the story that's been built because for some of us, those are really scary stories. Those are stories that have been built up so big in our minds that it's like, okay, conceptually, I understand that, but how do I ever release that? Now, that's not what this call is. The first step in all of it is the recognition of the fact that that is a story. 
And the flip side of that story is that A, it was written, it was made up, it was contextualized and embedded. And the same can be true for a storyline that you design that doesn't make you feel horrible or scared or unsure or uncertain, but it's a storyline that's empowering. It's one that allows you to, what if, is it, what if it is just a story, but what if it makes you feel empowered? What if it makes you feel a little less fearful? What if it allows you to be brave and to go out and to serve and to touch and to make an impact in someone's life? Wouldn't that be a story worth reinforcing? And so one of the exercises that we were given was to think about some of these stories and for a moment, take ourselves out of these stories and imagine, right? What if you rewrote the story? So there's a big, what if, what if you just took a moment and you rewrote it in a context that would be empowering to you? Now, I know that sounds a little, that sounds kind of childish maybe, but it is such a powerful exercise. And each of us are at different places in the journey. But that recognition and that realization that you can rewrite it and rechannel that groove, you can take a worn out groove. And if you choose to, you can do the work of building a dam in that river and re-diverting where that river goes. You have the power to determine where that energy goes, where that flow and thought goes. So I thought that was such a powerful lesson. And I know it's scratching the surface of it, but it's an important part of realizing that we are the stories that we tell ourselves. And we can choose to write the stories in a disempowering way, or we can choose to write those stories in a very empowering way. And that kind of leads me to the last section of today's conversation, which is forgetting goals. So I think that goals are an incredible tool. But if you've been in the game long enough, and you can take anything, you can take weightlifting, you can take athletic uh, abilities, you could uh, apply it to relationships, you can apply it to finances, goals, and businesses, and wins, and whatever you want to apply it to. I think that having a goal is better than having nothing because a goal is what got you out the front door. It allowed you to get after something. But if you've been achieving for a quick minute, and you've achieved goals multiple times, you'll begin to realize that achieving the goal, hitting it, all of a sudden it becomes really unfulfilling. Like you had this, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to hit it. And you hit it and you're like, well, now what? And I had that syndrome again and again and again, where when I first started entrepreneurship, it was how do I make $10,000 a month? Like that was like the big audacious you know, goal that I was like, I'm going to get it. And I spent four years of my life getting there and I hit it. And I'm like, yes. And then a week later, I'm like, now what? <laughs> like, okay, it's, you know, 15,000 and then it's 20,000. And it's like, well, this is not so fun anymore, right? And that's not to belittle amounts. It's not to say any of those things, but that's to say that achievement and the achievement of a goal is a very unfulfilling process. And what I thought would make me happy rarely did. The second phase of it, the second phase of goal setting is intention. 
And the intention is how you intend to show up. It is how you have made an agreement with yourself and the people you're trying to impact or the people that you're trying to connect with. And it's that contract that you've made that you intend in every bit and fiber of your body to show up in the best way that you can. And that, when that becomes less of a destination, I know this sounds cliche, but when it becomes less of a, I'm going to show up at the goal, but it becomes more of a daily practice. Like it is the intention of showing up at the highest level to my best capabilities, to doing what I say I'm going to do, whatever it is for you. I love this quote. I got this from Nick today. He had this amazing quote. He says, with, in, uh, with intentions, your to-be list runs your to-do list. When your to-be list runs your to-do list. And what that really signified to me was waking up every morning and setting the intentions of how you're going to show up and why you're doing it, the values looking to impart, the people you're trying to impact. And you're showing up the best way that you can. And when that becomes the highest level of achievement for you, when that becomes the intention for you, then it's no longer the destination, right? But is that part in between? It is how we choose to show up and it drives everything. There is this limitless energy that comes from the intention as opposed to a one-time goal and it ends. I don't know if that made sense. But if you're taking a step back today and you're really kind of looking and analyzing where your next steps are, I would encourage you guys, one, right, the three topics today is A, if you really want to change your current mindset, uh, you know, your inspirations, your intentions, coaching and having someone else hold you to a higher standard and seeing it through a different perspective or lens is one of the fastest ways, right, to change where you're currently at, right? The cost of doing business is the, the amount of money you invest into a coach. I love that. Two, affirmations. They do work, but we have to be intentional about how we use them. We have to be intentional about how we go out there and craft them. Does it empower us or does it lead us down a path of being disempowered? And then finally, your intentions, right? As opposed to always setting a goal, right? What are your intentions? Are you in alignment with your heart and your mind of what you are creating or how you're serving people or how you're going about your daily activities? What is your intention? How do you want to leave people? How do you want people to be remember you by? Um, this all goes back to what are your intentions? And if you've never set an intention, uh, intention, I should say, take the time today. Take the time to get some pen to paper. And even if it's just a start, even if it's a messy start, even if it's like, I don't even know what I'm talking about today, putting something on paper and then more importantly, putting it up where you can see it daily to reinforce, this is how I choose to show up. Hope you guys got something out of today. My name is Jason Lee. Cheers.
Thanks again. I hope you guys grabbed some great value out of today's conversation. If you want to further the conversation, I'd love to meet you personally. We've got a free Facebook community that you can dive into, free content, more resources, and I do lives every single week where I get a chance to interact with you and help coach you on exactly what you need. If you want to find it, you can find us at The Business of Feeling Good, or you can search the hashtag BOFG. Again, that's hashtag BOFG. If you like this episode, please share it. I'd love to hear from you. Your comments, your reviews truly mean so much to me. It's the lifeblood of what keeps me going, and it's how I craft the content that's better going to impact you. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.